we're going to... Well, the Lord instructed me to do a study today on the fact that you as believers, believers in Christ, tread beyond the realm of the angels. And it's a matter of understanding it and believing it and walking in it. In Christ, you have actually been given a position greater than the angels by the love of God. You have been created to actually walk beyond where angels tread. In the glory of the Father, in the presence of the Father. He is with you always. He will never leave you nor forsake you. And you are, as a believer, intended to walk in his presence at all times. Here, in the here and now. The scripture tells us in the land of the living. In the land of the living. Psalm 27, 13. I am still confident of this. I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. So when Moses um, said to the Lord, show me your glory, the Lord responded to him and said, I will show you my goodness. I will show you my goodness. So as believers in Christ, every single one of us is ordained, regardless of the situation that you're facing today, And it may seem like a difficult thing, but it's not. Because as believers, every single one of you is intended to walk in his likeness. You are intended to walk in his image. You are intended to walk in the fullness of Christ. So if you don't see that in your life today, do not quit. Do not give up. Just cling harder. He will open every door. He will give you everything that you need because he does not see you ever as a failure. He sees you walking exactly the way he has intended you to walk in life. He sees you victorious. He sees you as a conqueror, okay? That's how he sees you. And you, beloved, beloved of the Lord, (laughs) you are meant to see yourself that way as long as you continue in the hope that he shows you, okay? Our potential, our our fullness is in him. And he sees you completing the potential that he has placed in you. So we must know who we are, we must know what we have been given, and we must remain desperate. Did you hear that word? Desperate? We must remain desperate for the fullness of God. If we remain desperate, we will see his completion in our lives. We will see his manifestation, the manifestation of his glory in our lives, regardless of what it looks like today. So we need to understand where God has positioned us and faint not. Do not faint. Do not give up. He is for you. He is not against you. So we're going to read from Hebrews 1, 1 through 14. And this is talking about how the Son is superior to angels. 
In the past, God spoke to our forefathers through the prophets at many times and in various ways. But in these last days, he has spoken to us by his son, Jesus, whom he appointed heir of all things, and through whom he made the universe. Now listen, the son is the radiance of God's glory. That's Jesus. And we get to know Jesus through the scripture. The son is the radiance of God's glory and the exact representation of his being, sustaining all things, including you, by his powerful word. The Aramaic says, by the power of his word. King James says, by the word of his power. So what is his word? What is his word? I just read it to you. Power! Thank you. His word is power. It will never fail you. His word is power. After he had provided purification for sins, he sat down at the right hand of majesty in heaven. So he became as much superior to the angels as the name he has inherited is superior to theirs. So you have not been given the name of angels. You have been given the name of Jesus. And when you call on the name of Jesus, sweetheart, (laughs) things are going to change. Things change when you call on the name of Jesus, when you speak the name of Jesus, okay? When you believe in your Jesus. So, the, the next portion of this scripture is how God defines this position. And you are in this position if you are a believer in Christ. For to which of the angels did God ever say, You are my son, today I have become your father. Or again, I will be his father and he will be my son. And again, when God brings his firstborn into the world, he says, Let all angels worship him. In speaking of the angels, he says, he makes his angels winds, his servants flames of fire. The angels are your servants. They minister for you. Do you have something you need? You speak the word and the angels go forth to accomplish that word for you on your behalf. But about the son, he says, your throne, O God, will last forever and ever, and righteousness will be the scepter of your kingdom. You have loved righteousness and hated wickedness. Therefore, God your God has set you above your companions by anointing you with the oil of joy. Oh, thank you for the oil of joy. The joy of the Lord is our strength. He also says, In the beginning, O Lord, you laid the foundations of the earth, and the heavens are the work of your hands. They will perish, but you remain. They will all wear out like a garment. You will roll them up like a robe. Like a garment, they will be changed. But you remain the same, and your years will never end. To which of the angels did God ever say, sit at my right hand until I make your enemies a footstool at your feet? If you are a believer in Jesus, and from the very second that you are a believer in Jesus. You are seated at the right hand of the Father with your Savior. 
And we need to see things from that vantage point. So are not all the angels ministering spirits sent to serve those who will inherit salvation? That's every believer at all times. So the angels are servants of the word. And as believers, you declare the word, you find the word, you find what applies to your situation in life. You find the word, you speak the word, and your angels go forth to bring it to pass. And in Christ, we are as much above the angels as he is. Now, you might not think right now that any of this matters, like why are we talking about this, but we're going to get to that all in a minute, because you've been sent. It's important that you know your position. It's important that you know who you are, because he has sent you, okay? I am, so I'm emphasizing this to help you understand and realize your position, regardless of what you see or feel at the present moment, right? Because we're not moved by what we see or feel. We are only moved by what God says about us. And he is for us. So when we realize our position, when we, when we realize our place in all of creation, think of all of creation and think where God has placed you, where he desires you to walk, what he has given you the potential to be. Okay, think about that. Think about the authority and the power that comes with that. Think about the responsibility that comes with that. When we move in the, wor- in the word, we tread beyond the realm of angels. Is this making sense to you? Okay. And we demonstrate God's glory. We need to know this because we need to know that we command the angels to finish the work, to do the work of the word. Colossians 1, 15 through 23. Um, this is speaking of Jesus. He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. For by him all things were created, things in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities, all things were created by him and for him. There's nothing you are facing in your life, no darkness trying to come against you, no... that. With Jesus, you cannot overcome. He is before all things, and in him all things hold together. He's holding you today in the palm of his hand. He is the head of the body of the church. He is the beginning and the firstborn from among the dead, so that in everything, in everything, nothing is too big in your life, in everything, in, did I say everything? he might have supremacy. You see that? He's the winner. He might have supremacy. For God was pleased to have all of his fullness dwell in him. That means in Christ. So all the fullness of God dwelling in Christ. And through him, listen to this, this is very important for you, and through him to reconcile to himself all things. So when you believe in Jesus, you are reconciled to the Father. You're made a whole new creation, brand new. He sees you through Jesus. 
whether things on on earth or things in heaven, by making peace through his blood shed on the cross. Once you were alienated from God and were enemies in your minds because of evil behavior, but now, say but now, he has reconciled you. Say he has reconciled me by Christ's physical body through death to present you, every single person who's a believer in Christ, say, to present me holy in his sight, without blemish. Say that. Okay, are you going to believe that about yourself? This is important. You need to believe this about yourself. And to discontinue seeing yourself as unworthy or too bad or full of too many mistakes. Okay? Holy in his sight, without blemish. Listen to this. Say, I am free from accusation. If you continue in your faith. So continue in the hope that you have in Jesus. Established and firm, not moved, and firm, not moved, from the hope held out in the gospel. I'm not going to be moved from this. I'm not going to be moved. I don't care what it looks like. I don't care what I'm going through. I don't care what anybody says to me. I will not be moved from the love that God shows me in this word. From, the, from God's heart for me, I will not be moved. I might have to make changes, <laughs> but I'm not going to be moved. We must not be moved from the hope of the gospel. So now, you, as believers in Christ, as blood bought into his image, and by the way, at the end of this service, anyone who is not a believer in Christ, I will invite to be a believer in Christ. So all this applies to you. And you are destined to walk as he walked, including his gifts, including signs, wonders, miracles. So we are meant to move as Christ moved. We are meant to heal as Christ healed. We are meant to bear his likeness completely. His image in all things in every way. As Christ's disciples, he has sent you as his overcoming testimony. Jesus has an overcoming testimony, does he not? He was raised from the dead. On your behalf, he conquered hell in the grave for you. There's nothing too big in your life that he cannot turn around. Hallelujah. And you have the angels at your dispatch. Do you believe that? Yes. All the power of heaven. It is time To take our places, it is time to batten down the hatches. Do you know what, you know, when I, when the Lord said it's time to batten down the hatches, you know, when I was preparing the sermon, I said, okay, well, Lord, you're telling me it's time to batten down the hatches, so what does that mean? What did that originally, what originally was that intended to mean? Because we all just say that and we don't really think about it. So I looked it up, and it says, it means to prepare yourself so that you will be able to survive and triumph through a coming difficulty or crisis or calamity. 
Prepare yourself so that you will be able to survive and triumph through difficulty. That's what batten down the hatches means. So, take up your mantle. You've all been clothed. If you're a believer in Christ, you have been clothed in the mantle of Jesus. You have been clothed in the Holy Spirit. You have Christ living in you. Christ, the scripture says, Christ in you, the hope of glory. You are accompanied by angels sent to serve you. So, Jesus has sent you, and this is really what this message was meant to get across. And he has given you absolutely everything that you need to accomplish his plan for you, to accomplish his will. Remember last week we talked about how Jesus doesn't withhold anything from us so that all his spiritual gifts have been offered unto us? You know, he doesn't, he doesn't hold back from you. Jesus will never hold back from you. So I put this little card together because when I was studying, because this is what the Lord wanted us to talk about, is that every single one of you is sent. And so he gave me these scriptures, and he wants us to look at these scriptures as a whole. Okay? As a whole. All put together. And, and comprehend them together. So I'm going to start with Matthew 10.1. He called his 12 disciples to him and gave them authority to drive out evil spirits and to heal every disease and sickness. Now, don't say that's not me. That is not held out for some, you know, just pastors, evangelists, just special people. That's not held out for special people. That's for you. That's for you. And it applies to your own personal life. And it applies to you helping others, okay? Authority to drive out evil spirits and heal every disease and sickness. Mark 16, 17 through 18, and then verse 20. He said to them, and these signs will accompany, yes. It says will, it doesn't say maybe. These signs will accompany those who believe. Okay, what is, what is the belief part? The belief part is believe Jesus. Believe on Jesus. That's the belief part. That's, that's, that's the thing. In my name, they will drive out demons. They will speak in new tongues. They will pick up snakes with their hands. They will drink deadly poison. It will not hurt them at all. They will place their hands on the sick, and they will get well. Then the disciples went out and preached everywhere. Now listen to this part, because this is who you have. This is your situation. You have the Lord working on your behalf. Everything he did was so that he could confirm his word through you. Okay? It says, Then the disciples went out, preached everywhere, and the Lord worked with them. He's working with you. He understands your frailties. He understands the mistakes. He worked with them and confirmed his word. He will confirm his word in your life. He will bring it to pass. You hang on. You be desperate for the word. You praise him no matter what it looks like. 
no matter what it feels like, no matter what you're going through, he and confirmed his word by the signs that accompany it. He will show up. He will show up. You need not worry, beloved. You need not be anxious, beloved. Luke 24, 49. He told them, I am going to send you what my father has promised, but stay in the city until you have been clothed with power from on high. Your power is the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit came in Jesus' place. Jesus sent the Holy Spirit to speak to you, to help you, to comfort you, to teach you. Okay? And you have that. Acts 10.38, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and power and how he went around doing good and healing all who were under the power of the devil because God was with him, okay? Now that healing, that's physical, that's mental, that's emotional, spiritual, right? It's the whole thing. It's everything. John 20, 21 through 23. Again, Jesus said, Peace be with you. Peace. We are meant to walk in the peace of God. Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, I am sending you. Okay, it doesn't say here, it doesn't say I'm sending you differently. It doesn't say I'm sending you in a diminished portion of myself. Right? It doesn't say that. It says, as the Father sent me, I am sending you. You have all the resources that Jesus had. All you got to do is just believe in him, trust in him. No different, the same. And with that, listen, he breathed on them and said, receive the Holy Spirit. Jesus breathes on you. He breathes himself into you. He breathes his life into you. He breathes his love into you. If you're in a difficult situation, Rest and let him just breathe into you. Because all he has to offer you is love, mercy, kindness, gentleness, goodness, patience, the fruit of the Spirit. He has no bad for you, none, none whatsoever. He continues, he said, if you forgive anyone his sins, they are forgiven. If you do not forgive them, they are not forgiven. And you know, when I read this, I thought, hmm, that's really interesting that he put that there. And you know what the Lord quickened to my spirit when I read that? He reminded me of, you know how last week we talked about the paralytic and Everyone was listening to Jesus, so they couldn't get him, so they cut the hole in the roof, and they lowered him down, and he was healed, and the Pharisees got all mad because um, Jesus said, your sins are forgiven. Remember that? And boy, did that make them mad. They were like, who are you to say that you can forgive sin? Who are you? Who do you think you are? You are blaspheming God. And he said, well, what's easier, to forgive sins or to you know, to heal the paralytic. So then he goes, just so that you're going to know, okay, get up your mat and walk. And the guy got it, you know, picked up his mat and walked. Okay, and the Lord said to me, Lisa Marie, 
I put this here because I've just told you, as the Father has sent me, I am sending you. I've just told you that in my word. And I put that right there because this is a word picture of your position in me. Am I the only one that gets that? This is a word picture of where he designs you to be. In other words, what he's saying to you is that you walk as he walked. You have the same, he wants you to walk in this world as he walked. That's the picture that he has of you. And I was like, whoa, Lord, that is awesome. (laughs) So don't let Pharisees in your life (laughs) come up to you and talk you out of what God has given you, where God has placed you, what he has for you. You, under, you, you get what, that, what that's doing right there? Man, I was like, thank you, Lord. That's like a new revelation to me. So what do we do? We conform ourselves to this power. We conform ourselves to his authority. We conform ourselves to the position that has been given to us in Jesus. We do that by knowing God's word and by walking in the power of his word, by walking in the love. It is critical that we learn to walk in the love of Jesus. It is critical that we have the compassion of Jesus. It is critical that we extend the mercy of Jesus, and not judgmentalism, mercy. It's his loving kindness that draws, okay? So we conform ourselves to the power of the word. You know, and this is awesome, okay? We are supposed to be desperate for the gifts and callings of God, right? We are supposed to, but I want to just, after I was all done with this, the Lord told me to go back. And he said, okay, look at, because, you know, we're supposed to desire the greater gifts, the great gifts. So I'm going to read out of the Aramaic here. And it's in 1 Corinthians 12, verse 31. It says, if you are zealous for great gifts, now in the King James it tells us to be zealous for the greater gifts, right? But here it says, if you are zealous for great gifts, I will again show you a better way. And I thought, that is so awesome because you know what he does right after this in the scripture? He goes on and he tells us how important love is. So in my brain (laughs) and in my heart, I'm going to connect those two things. I'm going to say, yes, Lord, I am going to be desperate for you. Yes, Lord, I am going to be desperate for the gifts and the callings of you in my life so that I can be a blessing to the people around me, so that I can walk victoriously, so that when I see someone who's hurting or sick, I can either minister a word of peace and love or I can minister physical healing or whatever. I'm believing for that. I believe for that because there's no reason that every single one of us is not intended to walk in that by the word of God, okay? But here, but if you are zealous for great gifts, I again will show you a better way and it's all by love the the better way and if you want to walk in the gifts and the callings know the love demonstrate the love ask God to make you more loving more kind more merciful 
Ask him to break your heart for what breaks his heart. Ask him when you see someone that's hurting to have the same compassion and mercy in you that he has. No matter what it takes on your behalf. No matter what sacrifice you have to make. Because it's not a sacrifice. (laughs) It just isn't. That's just a word we put on it. It isn't a sacrifice. It's the glory of God. It is the glory of God to show compassion and mercy and love. So anyway, he reminded me of all that this morning. So, we conform ourselves to the word of his power. He's given us everything he needs, everything we need. He's given him, himself to us in all of his glory, in all of his glory. So, and we are meant to walk victoriously. So when we pray for someone or when you pray for yourself and you don't see the manifestation, it is really, people, okay, I don't really want to get on a tirade, so I'm going to keep it really, really simple. But we've all been taught, well, the manifestation's coming. That's just an excuse. That's just an excuse. That isn't, I don't see that, honestly, anywhere in God's word, except for the one time when, the, when he put the mud on the eye. We need to learn to expect more. We need to learn to expect the all of God right now in the land of the living when we pray. Because if we keep making excuses about it's done in the spirit, it just hasn't manifested, we're not going to walk in the completeness. We're going to let it go. You're going to let it go. You're going to let it fly out of your brain. We must remain desperate to see the glory now. Okay. So, instead of just looking at the word, you know, we can look at this word, you know, instead of just looking at the word, you know, that's nice, like I hope this happens someday. (laughs) No. This is now. This is the here and now word. Doesn't, doesn't the scripture say that the, da- the day of salvation is now? Well, what is the day of salvation? Sozo, what is it? It's completeness, wholeness in every area of our lives. That's what it is. The day of sal- the time of salvation is now, right now. Okay. So we, wa- we, we don't want to just see the word We want to live in the word. We want to move in the word. We want to allow the word to become our very flesh. Allow the word to become our very heart. Allow the word to to totally transform us and make us new creatures the way that the scripture tells us we are. And this is not too big. This is for every single one of you. This is for me to walk in this. I mean, did Jesus become flesh or did Jesus not become flesh? So is he to be your flesh or is he not to be your flesh? Is he to be your spirit or is he not to be your spirit? Is he to be the things you think or not? You see what I'm saying? So just as he's the word, we are to walk in that word, not just see it in front of us, and then nothing shall be impossible to us. Nothing. 
The scripture tells us that nothing shall be impossible in Matthew 19, 26. 1 Corinthians 4, 19. For the kingdom of God is not a matter of talk. This isn't just something we're talking about because it feels good. This is real stuff. This is what's implanted in us. This is our universe. For the kingdom of God is not a matter of talk, but of power. And I am desperate to see the reality of that power demonstrated in your life, in my life. John 14, 2 through four, 12 through 14. I tell you the truth. Anyone who has faith in me will do what I have been doing. He will do even greater things than these. Because I am going to the Father. And I will do whatever you ask in my name so that the Son may bring glory to the Father. The word manifest to you, accomplished in your life, brings glory to the Father. It brings glory to the Father. You may ask me for anything in my name and I will do it. Hebrews 11:6. Without faith it is impossible to please God because anyone who comes to him must believe, here's the faith part, must believe that he exists. So we believe in Jesus and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. Reward, reward. That means come to pass. That means that the word's going to come to pass. That's the reward. Romans 5, 1 through 6. Therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God. You can have peace with God. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have gained access by faith into this grace in which we now stand. Your sin does not disqualify you. If you have made Jesus the Lord of your life, you are no longer seen as a sinner. You might sin, you might make mistakes, but he has redefined you. And regardless of the mistakes that you make on a given day, as long as Jesus is Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior, you stand in him, in his mercy and love and grace. I wish I could say it stronger. <laughs> through whom we have gained access by faith into this grace in which we now stand, and we rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. So we have something to do. We conform ourselves to him. We will rejoice. We hang on to the gospel. We hang on to the word. Not only so, but we also rejoice in our sufferings. Okay? We lay ourselves down. We lay our li lives down for him. If he tells us to do something, we do it right? If he wants us to minister to someone, we minister to them. We don't count the cost of that. Because we know that suffering produces perseverance, perseverance, character, character, hope. And listen, hope does not disappoint us. You will not be disappointed. You will not be disappointed. Because God has poured out his love. Did I say God has poured out his love? God has poured out his love into our hearts by the Holy Spirit. So we get to do everything by his love. 
because God has poured out his love into our hearts by the Holy Spirit, whom he has given us, you see, at just the right time, when we were still powerless, Christ died for the ungodly. Christ died for the ungodly. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you that you died for me. For me. And now, therefore, there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ. There is no condemnation for those who are in Christ. So as we die to self, what happens? As we die to self, as we walk like Christ, we become alive in the word. We become his image, right? As we lay down our lives like he did. So we must become desperate to live in his word, by his word, by the love of God, because that's all his word is. It is his love. It's not what he does, it's who he is. We must be desperate. I'm talking desperate to do everything it takes, all that it takes to take on his image. And the Holy Spirit will empower us to do this. And we will not be ashamed. We will not be ashamed. You will not be let down. He will not disappoint. But rather, we will walk in the glory of God. We will walk in his presence. Philippians 1, 20 and 21. I eagerly expect, okay, where is your expectation today? Yeah, because, and you have to expect. You have to expect the fullness of God. You have to expect, okay? I eagerly expect and hope that I will in no way be ashamed, but will have sufficient courage so that now, as always, Christ will be exalted in my body. In other words, lifted high. His demonstration, his manifestation, his glory. He is lifted high in my life. He is my all in all. He is the king of kings. He is the Lord of lords. He is the lover of my soul. I exalt him. I lift you high, Lord Jesus. Exalted in my body, whether by life or death, for to me to live is Christ and to die is gain. So as we conform ourselves to the word, as we understand the word, as we receive the word, as it is intended by the Lord to minister to our hearts, see that? We walk in his image. Christ is glorified in our lives. Believe me, beloved, he wants to accomplish the things that you need in your life more than you want him to do that. And so we must expect the fullness of God. Now, this next scripture, you can all know that, of course, it was written for Jerusalem, right? But I want you to look at the heart of this because as believers in Christ, are you grafted in? Absolutely. This is an image of how God sees you. This is an image of who you are in him. This is an image of, his, of, of how he, the potential that he's placed in you. This is an image of how he sees you walking. His, 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 how he defines you. Okay, listen. It's a very powerful, powerful set of scri- uh, verses. Isaiah 62, verses 1 through 7. For Zion's sake, 
I will not keep silent. For Jerusalem's sake, I will not remain quiet till her righteousness shines out like the dawn. You have a Lord who has fought for you. You have a Lord who sees you walking in his glory. He will not be silent on your behalf. He will not be silent on your behalf. He will not be silent on your behalf. Jesus is at the right hand of the Father, interceding for you at all times. At all times. For Jerusalem's sake, I will not remain quiet till her righteousness, till, this is, this is the outcome, her righteousness shines out like the dawn, her salvation like a blazing torch. That's where you're going. You may not feel that you're there today, but this is where you're going, and you need to claim this for all of your loved ones. The nations will see your righteousness and all kings your glory. You will be called by a new name that the mouth of the Lord will bestow. Listen, you will be a crown of splendor in the Lord's hand. That's you. You will be a crown of splendor in the Lord's hand. A royal diadem in the hand of God. No longer will they call you deserted or name your land desolate. Your time of feeling deserted and desolate are over in the Lord. That's not what he has for you. He doesn't see you that way. The desolation and the desertion that you have felt are, are over. But you will be called Hephzibah in your land Beulah, for the Lord will take delight in you. The Lord delights in you. Zephaniah 3.17 The Lord rejoices over you. The Lord rejoices over you. The Lord will take delight in you, and your land will be married. As a young man marries a maiden, so will your sons marry you. As a, listen, bridegroom rejoices over his bride, so will your God rejoice over you. So will your God rejoice over you. I have posted a watchman on your walls, O Jerusalem, They will never be silent day or night. They will never be silent day or night. He will never be silent. You who call on the Lord, give yourselves no rest. Call on the Lord. Call on the Lord. Call on the Lord. And give him no rest. Listen. And give him no rest till he establishes Jerusalem and makes her the praise of the earth. Give him no rest until you are established as his splendor and his praise on the earth. Isaiah 62, 7 in the NLT says, Give the Lord no rest, listen, until he completes his work. What does Philippians 1, 6 say? It says he will complete the work that he has begun in you. You can rest assured. You cling to him. Do not allow yourself to be diverted. You cling to him. He will complete the good work that he has begun in you. I will believe the word. I will glorify God. I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. I will see his work completed in me. I pray all the time for you guys 
that his perfect work is completed in your lives. And I will give myself no rest. Don't give yourself any rest. I will not give the Lord any rest. I'm going to call out day and night, day and night, day and night. That was a really good song, by the way. Day and night, day and night, I'm going to let incense arise. I'm going to let worship arise, no matter what I feel like, until his word is fulfilled in my life and that I will see the glory of the Lord here in the land of the living. We will show ourselves approved in the word. Show ourselves. I'm going to show myself approved in the word and give God no rest at all until he completes his work in me, until he completes his work in you. And his word will be manifest in the here and now. In the here and now. And I will not rest until I become his likeness. I will not rest until I become his image. So what's our responsibility? We say, okay, Lord, what is it that you would like me to, how, would you, how do you want to change me, Lord? I'm okay with that. I, I welcome that. Show me, show me, and, 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 and I will try to have the heart to do exactly what you want me to do. Mark 16, 20. The Lord worked with them from earlier. The Lord worked with them and confirmed his word by the signs that accompany it. So I expect confirmation of his word in my life. I expect that. I expect angels to go forth and produce his word in my life. I expect to lay hands on the sick and they recover. I expect to be a a word of healing and see that manifestation in people's lives, to see it now. I'm tired of waiting. I'm not going to wait. We're not waiting. We're expecting it. By the way, don't ever use that word tired. That was, that was a bad word. I'm not tired. <laughs> I'm not tired. I'm renewed and strengthened in the Lord, going forth in his might and power. <laughs> so that was a bad choice of words. I take crop failure on that. Okay. I will not rest until I become his image to this earth. So, do you want to see the manifest glory of Lord in your life? Do you want to see that? Yeah, see, I want to see that. I'm going to see that. Say, I'm going to see it. So we must be desperate to share in his sufferings, right? We talked about that. We must be desperate to share in his sufferings. And what, what is that really? That's walking in his love. If we are walking in his love, it's all taken care of. You know what I'm saying? Do you get that? Okay. We must be desperate to conform ourselves to the word. We must be desperate to believe in the truth and the power of his word. We must be desperate to know his will and to know his ways. And that's really simple because it's all lined out right here. We must be desperate to make the sacrifice in our own lives to attend, to attend to the things of God. He will, he will never, 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 he will not deny your quest. He will not. You will see his power, his love, his mercy, his healing graces, his gifts, 
confirmed in your life. You will see him. You will, did I say will? You will see him confirm your passion for him with signs, wonders, miracles accompanying it. You will see that. Every single one of you. This is not just for pastors, teachers, evangelists. You will walk beyond the realms of angels with them as your ministering agents. See that? You will take the superior position that he has given you. The doors are open, beloved. The windows are open. It's all flowing freely. And you're destined to walk in that. So that's what the Lord, and you know here, just another thing, it says, it says, remember we read earlier in Isaiah, it said that he would make your enemies your footstool. So believe that. All right, beloved, that's what he had me share today. Now, anyone who has never made Jesus Christ the Lord of their lives or anybody who wants to rededicate their lives, I'd like to pray with you. So ushers, be looking around, not walking.